Madison.com. You got the show. The show. The show. The show. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. If you're doing it, we're going all in. Does this mean we're official, Matt Hamilton? <laughs> we're officially from four to six. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. This guy, Brian Wollesheim, primetime Wollesheim. I literally thought this morning, because... My oldest, Matt Hamilton, Rosie likes to, I don't know, appease dad, and she always asks to listen to <laughs> Rutledge and Hamilton as we drive in to the show, or drive her into school, and I listened to the opening of the show, and I heard me on a video that's on ESPN, or at ESPN Madison on Twitter, a promotional video for us going four to six from two to four, and I thought, man, the audio of Ford isn't great. But what does Primetime Wollersheim do? He reads my mind because he already had updated it. So, oh. good job, Primetime Wollersheim. <laughs> Man, Look. I know. I thought, he was about, I thought you were about to bury him for something. No, no, no. no. He, he actually likes what I did for once. This is, this is great. <laughs> Only three days in. This is our already one. Already compliments? That's true. You're doing That's great. True. You're going to do great. Let's wait till the second half, guys. Exactly. Let's see if we can keep it going. So, he's Primetime Wollersheim. Matt Hamilton with me, Olympic gold medalist. And, dude, you have so much dog hair on your back. It's this was at post <laughs> me trying to roll the dog hair off. I it made it, Somehow made it worse. Yeah, it's it's tough life having. It looks like you have curly back hair right now that is bursting through your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's real. I couldn't get that, that off. I've got a very hairy back. This <laughs> He's hairy back, <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> I'm Jim Rutledge. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton uh, presented by Coors Light. The Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush. A Coors Light. Hey, Matt, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Um, Got to be at least twice a week. Minimum. Elaborate. Uh, I mean, every time I look at my watch, like, you, sundials were started in the Roman Empire. Like, literally everything around us. The fact that Camp Randall is this amazing stadium that was, like, built off of the Colosseum. Everything... Basically, that you turn and look at in today's world, you can like tie back to the Roman Empire at some point. It's, I think it's, it's not like they sit and live there, and I'll think about them all day, and I can't get the Romans out of my head. But like, yeah, they pop into my head at least twice a week, maybe three times. All right, I'm losing my mind. This is our first Iron Jock poll <laughs> question, and we're gonna put it at Jim and Matt. If you're new to the show, please follow us there. You can also follow us at Matt Jamilton and at Jim Rutledge on Twitter. You also can follow the show at Jim and Matt. That's where we're posting this question because it's a little bit off the rails, not quite sportsy, so that's where we like to have our fun is at Jim and Matt. But I saw this tweet, and this is why I'm asking Matt Hamilton this question. I saw, and this is from the tweet, a IG reel that said something along the lines that women have no idea how often men in their lives think about the Roman Empire. (laughs) So this woman asked her husband, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And without missing a beat, he said every day. And so then I went down a rabbit hole watching these videos of men telling their wives or significant others that they think about the Roman Empire once a week, every day, 
then I decided to ask the office here <laughs> at ESPN Madison in the Spark Building, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? You answered with how often? I'd say three times a week. Alex G, who sometimes produces this show, often we you know kind of said at least once a week, and the answers kind of varied between never, which was me. Uh, Jesse Nelson was also a never. I believe Alex Strofe was a never, but I don't think he knows what the Roman Empire is. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. It, it came that happened before he was born. So yeah, so that's it's kind of irrelevant. a wash. Yeah, and and then uh, you know Chad Hopper, one of our marketing consultants, I think uh, said it popped in his brain once in a while. Ryan Wallersham, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? I don't think about them often, but when I do think about them, I think about them, Jim. <laughs> I, I go down like a full listening to a full length, like four hour podcast about like the invasion of Gaul. Like I go deep into that sort of stuff. I don't think about it on a daily basis or th- see things the way Matt does and think, oh yeah, the Roman Empire. Like I can't believe they <laughs> set the precedent for like our modern society. But when I do, I just want to learn more about like the episodes of history, like many little movies. That's, yeah. all I'm, uh, that's all I'm focused on. I'm just... I want more movies, and sometimes i got to go back in history to find them. <laughs> this is insane. So I want to <laughs> know, 844-770-3776. Yeah. I, have to, I, I don't know if this is some elaborate social media hoax or We're just a real just thing. We're all trying to fool you, Jim. But no, that's why <laughs> I started and brought it to the office, because I thought it was a made-up thing. Because why in God's name would the Roman Empire ever cross my mind? Right, in our poll question, how is never... Not an option. Because everyone thinks about them at least <laughs> once a month. You have to think about them. Like you said, you see them all the time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look, this I mean, one was on purpose. There was not a mistake on this one. Matt. I don't know how to answer it because the question on uh, at Jim and Matt, how often do you think about it? And once a day, once a week, multiple times a week or once a month, it's none of those yeah. for me. That's what I mean. You should have you should have done once a day, once a week, once a month, and then never. Tim in Oregon chimes in. We live in the modern Roman Empire. Football equals gladiators yeah. and SoFi Stadium. So once a week, okay. That's what I. That's so what that, I'm you know saying. what? I'm going to give you that one. That's going to be my vote there, Tim. Thank you for that insight because that is a, that is an answer I can wrap my brain around. All right, the foot. I don't equate it to the Roman Empire. But wouldn't you say like any sporting event in a stadium's kind of the same like concept? But that's not the to way we see we're... someone win or a team win and another team lose. Yes, they're not staring at the leader of the stadium who's gonna give them the thumbs down and execute the like the losing Rams or whatever or or the losing Seattle Seahawks in that situation. But this the concept's still there. You go to a game because you don't know who's gonna win. You watch them do battle on the field, as they say. And a winner emerges victorious. I'm it is losing Roman my Empire. mind in the Everlight Solar Studio. But that's not thinking about the Roman Empire. I'm not saying the Roman Empire does not have, you know, still an effect on our society today. That is not what I'm saying. But you, you just never draw the connection. You just I never see sit down and right. think about the connection. So you're not or, denying that there's a connection. You're no. just saying it doesn't. The connection doesn't come into your head. You don't. It doesn't matter. How it got to where it is now, because we're here now. What is the number one thing on your mind when you think of the Roman Empire, not because of a football game, Tim, I appreciate it because you're not giving me an answer. I'm saying, what comes to mind? Like, what do you think about? That the fact, like, like, what is it? Inventions. Like, the Roman aqueducts, I, it's not, it's not like it's every time I turn on a faucet, but the whole concept behind running water and cities is behind the Roman Empire, right? Like, that's part of the main concept around the Romans is that they're able to bring fresh water into large cities 
where you didn't have to live out in the sticks and be super separated. So like, the, like every once in a while, that'll like pop into my head. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. They invented so much stuff. Like, I love my watches. They yeah. invented the sundial. I, again, I am not saying that they're but not. Like those connections will when pop I get into a, my head. When I get a Caesar salad, I'm not like, oh, the Roman Empire. When I get, that was developed when I, when I, Baja, California. But I'm saying Caesar is the point. <laughs> yeah. uh, cement. I don't think of cement when I walk to my house on the sidewalk. What about roads? No. No? You don't think, like, these roads we can't attribute to the Romans ever? I'm not saying You're we, just like, this is a nice road. Yes, why? I don't think, man, those Romans really had it together. Realistically, if you're gonna give part. if you're gonna give credit to a civilization, you gotta give it to the Mayans over oh, the Romans. Why? Because the Mayans were here before the Romans. The Romans used the Mayans as inspiration for what they did. Wait, wait, wait. The Romans, the Romans no, used the Mayans. Egyptians. Egypt. I'm sorry. The Mayans <laughs> no, of sorry. South America. But my point is big pond in between the two of them. But like, but my <laughs> yeah. point is that civilization was here before the Romans. Totally, totally. Right. I'm for not sure. saying a direct. I'm not saying a direct poll. But what I'm saying is that you don't think anything from the Mayans never like nothing ever migrated. Mayans were like, to me. I'd be more amazed by the Mayans. Is my point. Okay. They were do you mean back. Mayans or do you mean no, Egyptians? I'm not saying they're pulling it. I'm saying the Mayans. Like the Mayans, okay. if you look yes, into that empire, yes. that is fascinating. Also a fascinating empire. Right. But also. Because they had. They, <laughs> we are not on the station to be talking about this. We're really going to The deep, Mayans guys. had multiple types of potatoes to avoid, like, uh, like a disease affecting one crop. Like, you know how the Irish, all of their. There's the potato famine in yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mayans never had that because they had multiple different types of potatoes where the virus would affect one or the bacteria would affect one, but not another strand. So the Mayan- they were they had the idea that if you don't, if, you know, if you spread your eggs out in multiple baskets, they didn't keep all their eggs in one basket, so to speak. They're literally ancient scientists. They were like gene splitting, yeah. creating new species. That's of, what I mean. That's of- why history is cool. That is. Super I'm not cool. saying that history is cool. into my head all the time. But the yeah. Mayans don't come to mind regularly. Well, the Mayans, the Romans, the Romans, of, Romans, never. None of the ancient cultures pop in your head ever. Let's go out to Robin Madison, 844-770-3776. What's up, guys? Hey, Rob. You know, one night I was relaxing in my leather chair with my ex-girlfriend. I'm resting my eyes, smile on my face, and she's like, you're thinking about that Roman Empire, aren't you? I'm like, uh, no, I'm thinking about the chick I'm uh, cheating on behind your back. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Wow, Rob. Right, coming in hot, Rob. Coming in hot. Thought it was the Romans. That's like, thanks for the call, Rob. That's like that meme where, like, you must be thinking about the Roman Empire. No, Rob's no. thinking about the girl he's cheating yeah, on you that's with. That's like the, the, the like, total opposite of that meme. Yeah, it's the exact It's inverse. like the girl's like, he's thinking about the girl he's cheating on me with, and he's thinking about the Roman Empire. No, Robin Madison's just thinking about the girl he is cheating on her with. Yeah, Rob, Rob is that meme. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. Jake and Edgerton chimes in. I read a This Day in History article every day on Wiki. Each day there is something on the Roman Empire, so I think about the Roman Empire seven days a week. Let's go! Be curious. Dave, uh, our Deerfield friend who wants to get some pizza, uh, I serve 25 to 30 Greek and Caesar salads every day. And Caligula, I don't know if I'm saying that right, (laughs) Caligula is one of my favorite movies, so several times a day. Okay. Well, that is a that's a choice. That is that's a choice. Caesar salad from Mexico. You guys know that it was originated Elaborate. in Mexico. Erica Green Bay fact check. Caesar, Caesar salad. salad did not 
start in Rome, start in the 1920s in Mexico by an Italian. But that's not the point. My point was... But Caesar geez, draws your head right yes, to remember. So, I totally get yeah, it. So, Eric, I appreciate it. I was just saying it. And, and that that's it's the same California. thing. That's all fine and Mexico, handy, you foodie yeah. nerds. But Caesar salad would <laughs> most likely bring your thought to Julius Caesar. I understand <laughs> it was not from that era. But my point is, if and there, under some people's arguments of like... Things every day make you think of the Roman Empire. No, that does not. Or the Mayan civilization. <laughs> so eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Well, I mean, uh, Egyptians are one. Egyptians are one. Yeah, they're the top tier. When it comes when it comes to the Jordan LeBron debate of greatest ancient civilizations, <laughs> is, it, is it the Egyptians or the Romans? It's that? the Egyptians. Oh, sw- easy clean. The Romans sweep? are like Kobe. All right, we'll take 844-770-3776, which is the best ancient civilization. You can chime in with your answers on that, 844-770-3776. Right now, once a month is leading with 47%, followed by 30% of you saying multiple times a week, and 17% of you saying once a week. It is a perfect descending order right now in the poll. It's really kind of, it's very aesthetically pleasing, I will say. 844-770-3776. Brandon chimed in on social media. What is this show? But also, <laughs> he loves the poll question today. We ha- we came in hot. <laughs> we certainly we came did. something. I don't know. Man. I this showed up to the office, and Jim was, like, beside himself when he found out that this was real. He thought well, the internet was pulling a gag on him, and... It was funny because I had no idea this was a thing. Jim asked me straight up, and I was like, easily a couple times a week. All right, so here are 10 inventions, and this is just to some website. I don't don't know if this is real (laughs) or not. 10 inventions thanks to the Roman Empire. Cement, the aqueduct, sanitation, roads, social care and welfare, uh, Julian calendar, elements of surgery, elements of modern legal system, newspaper slash public press, and postal service. I did the newspaper one. I remember that from... Taking like a journalism degree, I don't use it obviously, but <laughs> I do have that. I do remember that little bit there. This is hardcore journalism, Jim. What are you talking about right yeah. now? So does the Hangover, as Eric and Green Bay chimes in? Did Caesar live here? Uh, that's, <laughs> a great, that's a great line. Uh, Caesar's Palace. So uh, again, we'll ask the question as we go to break, and we'll go from uh, the Roman civilization to. The biggest Greek since Zeus. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Box Iron Jock poll question. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? This <laughs> came up because it is trending on social media across multiple platforms. So I wanted to ask a question. How often do you think about it right now? 52% of you say once a month, 23% of you say multiple times a week, 19% of you say once a week, 4.8% of you say once a day. Uh, the Clinkster chimes in about as often as I think about Alexander the Great's empire. Diesel chimes in. Where is never? And I'm a history major. Major, And Big Daddy Larry chimes in, never. So, this is insane. How often do you think about the yeah, Roman Empire? Where is never? That's a good question. Never is not an option for a reason, <laughs> Matt. I already, descri- I already explained to you. Well, explain it on the air. 
explain it on the air is that everyone thinks about this at least at one point in their lives. You have to. In their lives? You're saying once a month. Yeah. Once a month. (laughs) But I think it's fair to say 12 times a year. You would think that once, like averaging it out, who knows? Maybe you're not thinking about Mm. it every single calendar month, as in the Julian calendar. Thank you, Romans. But... (laughs) But you probably think about it at double-digit times per year. I mean, you walk up Bascom Hill, you see those columns, you have to think about the Romans and the Greeks. Okay, fair enough. Oh, man. I, I'm not going to argue it. Not everyone makes that connection of like, oh, I, I, I'm doing this, I'm on a road, or I flush the toilet. Well, not or a like road or a have toilet. laws and the government, so Roman Empire... Well, no, but when you see democracy, column democracy. (laughs) Look, if you look back at the Romans and the the Greeks, they weren't really practicing democracy the way we we, were supposed to. I said modern government. I didn't say. Yeah, and it was the Greeks that did the democracy thing, not really the Romans. Oh, but they didn't even really do the democracy thing. If you really look behind it, yeah. Do we do the democracy thing really? Uh, Better. I'll say we we do it better. This is a republic. This isn't a democracy. Oh, hey. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Somebody went to school. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do well, but they were there. (laughs) Somebody. Went to community college for a day. <laughs> I, I'm not oh, gonna deny you. that. I definitely was at community college a day. That's why I felt like I was pretty close. When you yeah. talk about uh, spot hey, on, somebody else went to the school for ten years is not a doctor. That's me. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. She's Hamilton. Uh, Prime time, like Warshime. Behind the glass, we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. You can get in on that question eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. But we heard from Giannis. In a, a podcast which is called 48 Minutes, and it's on the Believe.com, and it's Believe is the website, Believe is the, the organization, the media outlet that this came out on. It is a podcast with former NBA assistant coach Ross Geiger, and then different sorts of hoops junkies is how they're described. Emmy-winning producer Bruce Bernstein, who spent 30 years covering the league at ESPN, and then usually someone else works in there as well. So this is Giannis on the 48 Minutes podcast on the Believe Network. As long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for a common goal, I can see myself being in Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career. But the moment I feel like people are not committed as, a, as, as I am to get that uh, golden pin in the back, I, I I am not, you know, I am, I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win, and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win, and if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I, I have to take that better situation. Matt? <laughs> I mean, I love, I like that take. I like that Giannis is getting out in front of any potential issues down the line. He he's getting like he might not even sense this, but he's just letting the Bucks organization know, hey, if if you're not as committed to winning the championship as I am, I don't have to be here. And I think now call me crazy, but I think Giannis is the villain now to avoid being the villain in the future because now the ball's in the Bucks court. Now the ball's in Pfizer Forum, and it's up to the Bucks to choose what they're going to do with their guy. Do they want to appease him and make sure they do everything they can to keep him happy and that there's a team around him and a team uh, within Milwaukee that their main goal, first and foremost, is win championships? Then he's going to stick around, and that's, what he's, that's the groundwork he's laying. And if that's not the case, 
If you think you got to go into a rebuild or something like that, you have to know that Giannis might want to go. And I think this is very interesting because he is. this is making him look slightly more like a villain right now. But I think in the future, say he does want to go, there's going to be validating reasons. He's going to have reasons for you, and those reasons are going to make the Bucks the villains because they're not doing what they can to keep that superstar happy. And I'm convinced that if Rodgers pulls this same thing prior to the Jordan Love pick, and he's he's like, hey, we were so close to winning the, the NFC Championship again, getting back to that Super Bowl. I am committed to being a Packer for life, but if the, the Packers need to show me that they're committed to me 100%, I don't think he leaves in, as such a villain now in this situation. Or maybe they'd have just moved on from him. I just love being proved right over and over again. So <laughs> when the Milwaukee Bucks, and I did a show I me. Uh, with Alex Strofe, and he was – thought I was insane when I said Giannis has put the Bucks on the clock when the Bucks did lost early in the playoffs to the Miami Heat first round embarrassing to lose to the Miami Heat I know how far the Miami Heat went but I don't care you were the Milwaukee Bucks you should do not lose in the first round and you got your butts kicked by the Heat I know Giannis missed some time embarrassing and I said this then Giannis is loyal but he's not an idiot and that right there, that quote, and we'll play it again before I throw out our poll question here. Giannis, to me, sounds loyal, but he's not an idiot. Yeah. He's not going to go to Miami or Chicago or New York or L.A. just because he wants to be amongst the stars or in a big city or wants a higher profile. He's going to go if he thinks those teams or whatever other team, Oklahoma City or uh, the, the Mavericks, whatever team it is, he's gonna, the Golden State Warriors, he's going to go to the team – that he thinks can help him win a title. And this isn't Giannis' world. This is LeBron's world that he created, and Giannis is just living in it. And so if Giannis goes and gets a title, be mad at LeBron about it, but this is the way it goes now. But he's not chasing stars or accolades or big cities. He's doing it to win a ring. So I don't really get mad at Giannis for it, but also, Matt, you proved my point that I've said before that got you all upset. Rodgers was a coward. Giannis will... Getting ahead of it. Giannis owns his statements. Giannis is what... Giannis is what Aaron Rodgers pretends to be. Giannis does not care what people think about him. Giannis is open and is willing to share his true thoughts with people, and he keeps private what he wants to keep private, but he shares what he wants to share. And he shares that he is truly competitive. He shares that he is holding the Milwaukee Bucks to a championship level. He is sharing that. He's not a coward. He's not... Soft-talking it to the media. He's not whispering it behind closed doors. He's not whining to the GM in private because he doesn't want to be the villain. Giannis is saying, I will be a buck for life if I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to constantly give me the best chance to win a title. If I think the Milwaukee Bucks are not as committed to winning as I am, then I will not be a Milwaukee Buck because I care about winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy. That is admirable. But let's hear from Giannis one more time. And then we'll throw out our Iron Jack poll question. Here's Giannis on 48 Minutes from the Believe Network. As long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for a common goal, I can see myself being in Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career. But the moment I feel like people are not committed as, a, as, as I am to get that uh, golden pin in the back, I, I I am not, you know, I am, I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win. 
and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I, I have to take that better situation. I have no problem with it, but I'm going to ask you our first or our second Iron Jack poll question. Giannis is prioritizing winning a championship over remaining a Milwaukee Buck. How does it make you feel? 844-770-3776. Giannis is prioritizing winning a championship over remaining a Milwaukee Buck. 844-770-3776. How does that make you feel? Are you fine with it? Are you angry? Do you understand it? Those will all be up uh, as poll question options. Matt? How do you feel? I understand. Excuse me? I understand it. Um, I, also, I, Ron in the Key wants to know, where's your mesh shirt? Tim didn't bring it in for me. Well, I didn't bring it in because Matt, or excuse me, Ben, I want you guys to time it up. I want Ben to do it, too. I want the money for charity. So if you're new to it, Ron in the Key says he will give. Just bring it in, and we'll just have it here. Okay. I will bring it in. I have to go. It's like stored away. I don't rock it on the house. What? Gonna, I have my wife and two kids. <laughs> None of them are happy if I'm just rocking a mesh shirt just walking around the house. You don't wear mesh shirts. You don't think about Romans. <laughs> when do you am live? I, yeah. When do you live? Am I even a man? Do you I don't live even for know. Jim Rutledge ever? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Wins. Sorry. Go ahead. Talk about Giannis. Yeah, I, I totally understand it. Um, being like an athlete myself, not nearly on Giannis's level, but yeah, it's close. It's close. 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 Yeah, we're, yeah. we're you're the Giannis of curling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we call you a freak, right? <laughs> something like that. Uh, but like. As much as I love my team, I'm in a similar boat. If I didn't feel like they were as committed to winning as I was, I would want to go somewhere else. And I don't think they – maybe the team might be upset at the time, but I don't think they wouldn't understand the situation. And the problem is we've only got – like Team Schuster Curling has 100 fans. When you've got (laughs) thousands, you've got an entire state at your back, like it's tough to put yourself into that athlete's shoes like – Getting to the pros and getting paid the way they're paid is not necessarily the goal for everybody. Some people are happy with that and that's that they can be content, but Giannis wants to be a champion and he is going to do whatever it takes to be that. And he wants his teammates to do it. So if his teammates slash his organization is not willing to do whatever it takes to be a champion, he's going to take his services elsewhere. And I think that's fine. Robin Madison chimes in, make one more big push Go all in for a year or two, then trade him for picks and people. I mean, if if we could go in for like a three-year push for some superstars and have three years of, you know, championship finals in a row, but you're guaranteeing that Giannis is leaving afterwards? Do you he's take only it? 31 when he's leaving. That yeah, is in the middle of his prime. Would you take that? I mean, I'll take it over not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no chips. Or like wasting his prime? Here's the concern I have. We don't have to get deep into the Bucks. But they're old. Uh, that's the problem I have. They're a little bit old. Because Chris Middleton, he's not as old as Drew Holiday, but he's close. And he's got old man knees right now. Hopefully he'll get healthier. But he is 32. He will turn 33. Or I'm sorry, he just turned 32. And then you have Drew Holiday, who I believe is 33. And so now they're on the back end of their prime. Yeah, he's 33. So... Those guys probably have two years of their prime left. So the Bucks have some maneuvering to do because right. they don't have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton waiting in the wings, which is why Giannis is being very strategic and saying Marshawn Bochamp? I love Marshawn Bochamp, <laughs> but I don't know if Marshawn gets to Drew or I think Marshawn Bochamp could be a starter on an NBA, a, a NBA title team, but you still need other good you need yeah. premier. Brooke Lopez, I think, is old, uh, oldest of this bunch. So you got probably got two years with this group. 
And Giannis right. knows that. Mm-hmm. So Giannis is talking right now, you better have a reshuffling plan. Because he's not here for a rebuild. And the problem, the concern I have for the Milwaukee Bucks is, man, they are dancing around this idea of what is our team going to be in two years? Because mm-hmm. now everyone's older. And Giannis is right entering his prime, and he's right in it right now. It is strategic by Giannis. So do you have a problem, 844-770-3776? Do you have a problem with Giannis prioritizing winning a championship over Marine, uh, remaining a Milwaukee Buck? And he'll need the, the Bucks to revive their roster uh, over the next couple of years. It's good right now, but it will get older, and it will need some restoration. And our good friend Revive Restoration could help with that. Not really, but they can help with your home or your business. <laughs> That's right. I don't think Revive can help with the Bucks, but they certainly can help with your home or business. That's because nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration to be professional, efficient, and detail-oriented as they make things right again. My friend Phil went away for the weekend, came back Sunday night, flooded basement. I told him, don't fret, Phil. Call my friend Josh at Revive Restoration. Get uh, Go online to revivepros.com. They've got a 24 7 365 day a year hotline where you can get your project, emergency project, in line and they will take care of you fast. Phil had his basement cleaned out and dried by Tuesday. Can you believe it? Two days and they got it on to the next step. They're getting ready to fix up their basement again. They can do the same for you, whether it's your home or business. Revive Restoration and Revive Pros are here to help. You can go to revivepros.com to get uh, your project started or Submit a, a, tic, a work ticket for your emergency project on their 24-7 hotline. That's Revive Restoration. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Hanging out? That's the rumor right now about Hamilton. How are you in the know on that kind of thing? Follow Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee talked about it on today's show. You can follow that in ESPN+. Maybe Mr. Irrelevant talked about it today on his show. You can follow Mr. Irrelevant, which is Alex Stroff. That is his own choice. I did not come up with Mr. Irrelevant. That is his own (laughs) choice. Everyone thinks we're being mean to him when we say that. That was his choice. He did that all on his own. Sometimes you just got to let people make their own mistakes. Now you can listen to Mr. Irrelevant (laughs) Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can watch, you can stream that live uh, on on our social media channels, and you can also listen back Wisconsin The Man, Apple, Spotify, and all those great places. He had a good guest today. He did. He had Brian Balaga on. So did uh, Wildy and Tausch. We were supposed to have Mark Tauscher today. We're going to get him tomorrow. Because his uh, schedule got pushed back a little bit. But those who uh, are used to having Mark on Scalzo and Brust, the show that was on before us back in the day, uh, Mark was always late to that one too and had to move it around. Yeah. So it's on par. But Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Primetime Wallersheim behind the glass. Do we get our poll question fixed here, Ryan? Yes, we got to post it posted up. We have our two options with Giannis... How do you feel about Giannis saying that he will prioritize winning a championship over remaining with the Milwaukee Bucks? The two options are you either understand it or you're upset with it. Josh, you chimes in on Twitter. If Bucks ownership isn't going to do what it takes, I'd want out too. Right now, 89% of you understand it, Matt Hamilton. That leans into your theory 
that if you were Aaron Rodgers' publicist back in the day, you would have told him to do what Giannis is doing right now. And who knows how it would have turned out. I just think that if he'd have been really honest and blunt with his feelings up front prior to the Jordan Love trade, like, we just lost the NFC Championship game. Tell him you need more weapons on offense or or you're going to like look for options elsewhere. You're going to let your contract run out and you're going to go play somewhere else. I would have been fine if he did that even after they right. drafted Jordan Love like saying like cuz he this did idea have a of just putting the ball in the Packers court entirely. Then if the Packers don't want you back, that is between the Packers and the fans. You're yeah. out of it. Uh, yeah. He could have completely removed himself from that situation instead he handled it about as poorly as an athlete could have. Our lunch friend Dave from Deerfield Says, every time you mention a Greek freak, I think of the Roman Empire. <laughs> we did ask that there question as well, 844-770-3776. Uh, we asked you, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? 54% of you say at least once a month. 23% of you say multiple times a week. 19% of you say once a week. So, Im- impressive. Uh, Ryan, we share this computer. Thank you. 844-770-3776. What I'm referencing is, I was trying to see who was on the phone, and Ryan's just like sending emails on here, so I see his emails and not our screen that tells us who's on the phone. Eric in Green Bay, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's on your mind? Um, yeah, just quick weighing it, weighing it on the honest thing. Um, kind of agreeing with you guys. I don't really blame him at this point. Yeah, I think he's just kind of putting it up there. Bucks have new ownership, and he's just kind of making them aware well in advance what his expectations are. And I think that's like for anybody with any job, I don't think any, you know, for the most part, I would not be that loyal to my job if I didn't feel that, you know, I was getting appropriately challenged or in a good work environment. So I, I did a quick little, uh, I won't be too long here, I did a quick little research on Indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up my toddler here. Yep. Um, but as far as like top reasons that people leave jobs, one, needing more of a challenge. Two, looking for a higher salary for someone like Giannis. I don't think that's an issue for him right. or his number one goal. Three, feeling uninspired. Four, wanting to feel valued. And five, seeking a better relationship with management. So I, I think at this point, he's just kind of putting it out there. And then I'm, I'm a winner. That's what I'm looking to do with the rest of my career. Eric, uh, we agree. Thanks for the call. You can uh, get back to your toddler time there. We've all well, I've been there. The two of these guys have not been well, there yet. I was yet, a toddler. I had toddler time back then. I still probably get myself a little toddler time. A little, here little tummy time for Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Lay on your stomach, see if you can lift your head up. Yeah. Do you know what tummy time is? Yeah, and see if I can roll over still. Yeah. Well, and also just lift your head off the you know yeah. work on those neck muscles. You got big. You got big necks. You must do a lot of tummy time. He giant head. <laughs> you probably. I wonder, uh, Kathy. It probably took you some extra time to be able to get that that, that huge bellowing off the ground. <laughs> I had like a little wheel that <laughs> held my head up that I drug along with. Like, a, like a watermelon cart? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like the ancient Romans used to do, right, man? Exactly. Gosh, I can't get away from them. 844 <laughs> I can't get away from you two, idiots. 844 How often, or excuse me, not how often, how do you feel about Giannis saying that he will prioritize winning a championship over remaining with the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, 96% of you say... You understand it. I love that. Because here's the thing. I think fans appreciate it. You can chime in with your thoughts on it. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Brought to you in part by our friends at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Giannis wants to be a winner. You can be a winner by going to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. 
Uh, $12 million in jackpots in August alone. Woo! Uh, well over on a record-setting pace for this year. As far as jackpots, the biggest win so far this year, $258,000. Go be a winner and go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. And maybe that's where Giannis take his talents if uh, the Bucks don't get it done because Giannis <laughs> wants to be a winner. But seriously, I thought Eric and Green Bay brought up some good points in the idea of this. And this has been in the news a little bit as well. That the good companies, the best companies, the most successful companies out there, and I, look, I, Good Karma is one of them. They care about their employees' happiness, and they care about their employees feeling inspired and challenged. One of the, like We do this internally. We ask these questions of like, do you feel appreciated at work? Do you feel everyone's trying to do their best work at work? Do you have what you need to do the skills, the things, you, the tools you need to be able to do your job the best? And what do you answer? Right. When it, they give you me as a co-host, right. how do you answer right. that question? Right. I got a tool as a co-host, absolutely, <laughs> is my answer. They gave me two tools for the show, so it worked out right. great. <laughs> but all these different things are, are part of good company culture. The, the best companies, the top Fortune 500 companies have this culture. The best teams in the NBA have this winning culture. You talked about it with Team Schuster. It's not kissing butt. It's not like placating. It's just a matter of a culture of winning, but a culture of winning is a culture of happiness. And you look at the Warriors who win a bunch of titles. That's a culture of happiness. Look, look at the two teams that played Sunday. The Green Bay Packers, top to bottom, on the football field, but off the football field. I was listening to some stuff in Chicago, and they talk about how Chicago's taking baby steps to trying to be a better organization top to bottom let alone on the football field. They, they're connected. And a lot of people talk about the Packers. Mark Murphy is a doofus, absolutely. But there, <laughs> is, a, but he is, there is a board. And he has hired someone in Goody who looks capable at his job, and Russ Ball capable at his job, and then that's trickled down. But the Green Bay Packers as an organization has been a well-run organization, setting aside the product on the field, but I do think they go together for a long time. Now, did the Packers go all in and all that kind of stuff? We can debate some of that. But what we do know is that they pay attention to small details. They invest in the infrastructure at Lambeau Field. They get highly rated. They're one of the highly rated uh, teams out there as far as players, anonymous polls. Like, they ask the players, the NFL does, like, what do you think about how your team does X, Y, and Z? Packers rate really well in that. So right. the Packers take care of their players. They take care of their fans. They take care of a lot of people. So that, to me, shows an organization that gets it. And I think the Bucks organization gets it. But Eric and Green Bay had a good point. There is new ownership. So... I think Giannis is smart getting in front of it, just letting that ownership know, hey, man, I'm loyal, but I'm not an idiot. JJ and Pornette chimes in. It's a bit of a Twilight Zone moment hearing you guys just before 5. I probably won't get to listen as often, and he's fine on Giannis. JJ, hopefully we can get a chance to still be in your life. You can listen back, Wisconsin on the Man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. If you know, you're walking the dog, mowing the lawn, uh, when uh, snow season comes up, doing some... Uh, Snow removal, you can uh, listen to us then. Pete Moshkosh chimes in. Chomping at the bit is one of the most misspoken phrases in the English language. Horses, actually, it's called champing at the bit when they chew on their reins in their mouth, but nobody ever says it right. Thank you, Pete. Uh, thank you. Is that from the Romans? I don't know. Is that <laughs> for where, us? Where is that coming from? I have no Did clue. someone say? I don't, did any of us say I'm chomping at the bit? I'm guessing one of us said chomping at the bit, and it should be champing at the bit. And you know what? My youngest loved horses, so I will make an effort. That will stick with me. Champion at the bit. Also, I do hate when people mess up phrases. So Strofe did that all the time on our show. Yes. Champion at the bit is where we want to go with it. So thank what you. What was the big one that Strofe really messed up? Uh, 
Intensive purposes. Intensive purposes. Intensive purposes. <laughs> and unplugged. Unplugged. Yeah. Plugged out. Plugged out. <laughs> Your new producer's not much better. For the longest time, I used to think that it, the phrase wasn't dog eat dog world. I thought it was just doggy dog. Like doggy dog? Doggy dog. Like, like it's just doggy dog. Yeah, Snoop doggy dog. I had no clue. It took me like, I think I found that out two years ago. doggy dog world out there. Until I was 22 years old. Well, how opposite of like the way that phrase is to what you thought that's why like, I never doggy understood it. Dog is savage, I, but you were thinking that like puppy dogs run around and play in the all fields right. all day. That's why I never understood. We, it. we have minutes to win it coming up, <laughs> but I also want you to chime in right now. 844-770-3776. Give me a phrase you screwed up regularly. 844-770-3776. There's one Matt messed up. Uh, I think that was deep fake. Give me that was deep fake. Give me a phrase that you've messed up or that you get. Annoyed that people mess up or misuse. 844-770-3776. JJ and Ponette chimes in. Tausch is the champion in mixing metaphors and uh, slightly misstating idioms, which uh, that's fair. Uh, 844-770-3776. You want to chime in with phrases that are commonly misused or mispronounced to drive you insane or one that you maybe do that like when you were young. You don't have to like own it even now as something that you screwed up currently, mm-hmm. but it could even be something when you were younger, you could have just misunderstood it or used it wrong, like doggy dog world instead of dog eat dog world. So, I don't know, you can chime in. Matt, do you have any? Uh, I'd probably have to think about it for a little bit. I definitely, for a short time, use the what is it? Uh, the irregardless. You know what one that gets me is uh, we'll say anymore, and people will misuse anymore. And like they'll say something of like, "Hey, I don't do this anymore." But sometimes they'll say it in a phrase where it's where it doesn't fit, and it drives me insane. Uh, <laughs> well, think of an example because that sounded pretty. Well, that's the example. That's the proper way to right, use it. Right? Yeah. But um, it'll be. Do you need the example of how it annoys you because I don't know what you're talking I, about. I will get it for you. It comes from my mother-in-law, so I'm trying to figure out one. <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> hey, I know I don't hug you ever, but can you tell me about this phrase? I know I don't hug you anymore. Ever. <laughs> ever. Well, that's how she'd correct you. Right. I hate it go. when people say anymore when they never did anything to start with. Well, here's one. <laughs> like, never? Oh, you never did this? No, I haven't done it yet. I didn't never do it. It's not undone forever. <laughs> I just haven't gotten to it yet. That one is fun as well. Uh, Carter chimes in. Shouldn't it be chewing at the bit or gnawing at the bit? The definition of champing doesn't really add up. I think we should take this a lot deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you get on that. Primetime war shine. That's a good right. point. We basically, if we get corrected by you guys texting in, we, we just, just assume you're right. Yes, that's No right. one's ever going to disagree with you until, unless we're like adamant you're wrong. And Carter doesn't like when people say a whole nother. Oh, oh yeah. crick. Mm-mm. You don't like crick? No, it's creek. Crick. <laughs> It's not a word. It's not a thing. I don't care if it's from the area. It is creek. It's not a creek. It's not a thing. It's creek. No, a creek's just a creek, but it's up north, right? I mean, that's all it is. That's what drives me insane. Uh, Brett Madison, get two birds stoned at once. (laughs) That's from marijuana. Oh, that's got to be from, like, Pineapple Express. (laughs) JJ and Poinette chimes in on accident versus the correct accidentally. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, pet and petted. Oh, there's adults that well, like. Oh, this dog loves to be petted. Petted is so weird. It's it's like nails on a chalkboard yeah. to me. It's Espe- like milk. Like from like, I will correct my kids. 
It'd be like, it's pet. You're petting it. I don't care that you're six. It's pet. You don't pet it the dog because I don't want you to be someone who is in life saying, I'm going to, can this dog be petted? No, it can't because that's not a thing. Let's shout out to Mike and Minona. Let's shout out to Mike and Minona. What's going on? Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, so I don't know if people still say this. I know I do every once in a while, but I used to say my bag with a B-A-G instead of my bad, and I got so much crap for that when I found out what, what it meant. <laughs> right. You guys remember that? I don't know if anybody says that anymore. Yeah, like you hit the wrong button and you go, my bag. No, I never heard yeah, someone yeah. saying my bad. Instead of my bad. Yeah, I've always just said my bad. <laughs> yeah, he messed it yeah, up. In retrospect, I was like, what the heck was I even thinking? Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. That's a good one. That That's, is a good one. I, I like that. And, uh, yes, yeah, so JJ put out Grease with me on Crick vs. Creek. So we will continue to take your, your phrase, misused phrases, ones that you want to own from being younger, that you maybe misused when you were younger. Um, I would say I feel like I probably uh, intense and purposes like I feel like I screwed that one up like I, like that one was one also there's like song lyrics we were joking around the office we were talking about uh, who's the boss and Tony Danza and the idea of hold me closer Tony Danza like that's you know that was one of mis- misheard song lyrics as well but <laughs> 844-770-3776 what's a phrase or we'll give you the misused song lyrics that you have <laughs> that drives you insane or that you have used yourself. But right now, uh, for the first time uh, on this time slot, we're going to play Minute to Win It, which is a game that Matt and I play. And so you get involved by being caller number four or caller number eight today. And if you're caller number four, you get to pick either me or Matt to be your representation in this game. We get one minute to answer uh, a top ten and get as many out of those ten as we can get right without getting three wrong. And whichever one of us gets us, whoever's assigned to us, wins a $50 gift card to our good friends in North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. No matter what, though, whether you're caller four or eight, just because you're entered the contest, North and South is going to give you a $25 gift card. So you're a winner no matter what if you get into the contest. So 844-770-3776, caller number four and caller number eight. Why are we doing caller number eight? Because it's the uh, numbers of former Packers that played on the Jets and their number on the Jets. Former Packer. Who's, oh, okay. Brett wow. Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I thought we were doing 4-6. It's first time 4-6. Let's not, <laughs> let's not okay. confuse people. 844-770-3776. Call number 4. Call number 8. You get to play Minute to Win It. You're going to at least win a $25 gift card in North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Madison chimes in on the question of what phrase do people misuse that upsets you or phrases that you have misused that uh, you're willing to own up to. Jordan the Madison says, people saying clicking on all cylinders all the time and it drives me nuts. It's either you're just clicking or firing on all cylinders. If your cylinders are clicking, you have a problem. Thank you, Jordan. Mike, Matt in the greenhouse chimes in. You sound like an idiot if you say I could care less. It's I couldn't care less. Eric and Madison chimes in. I thought the word was afternoon, as in this afternoon. Safternoon. Yeah. Really? That's good. Huh? Wow. 
You're just inventing new words. We're, this is really impressive what we can achieve at 46. Well, uh, JJ and Ponette chimes in. One of his biggest ones, today's day and age. I hear a lot of you guys say that one. I think Tausch rubs off on everyone, and that one is Exhibit A. Dave from Deerfield chimes in. I had a waitress that worked for me, walked around singing, there's a bathroom on the right for a week. And then I told her it's Bad Moon, Bad Moon on the Rise. Bad CCR the, song. Oh I my. see a bathroom on, on the, the right. right. I, I like that. Uh, another one for me is 2008. It's yeah. 2008. But it's 2000 and late, Jim. Don't, haven't right. you heard Lady Gaga? Or 2000. Isn't that? I thought that was uh, is that Black Eyed Peas. Oh yeah. yeah, Fergie and Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. But it's yeah. It, now you're saying like 2000 and the number eight. Yeah. And so it's 2008. It is right. Yeah, 2001, no, 2010, not 2020, 2001. Yeah. It is 2001. Yeah, it's less of a thing sense. now because of 2020 and all that. It's a little easier, but for a while, it was, it's not 2007. It's 2007. Look, there's a lot from the 2000s. I think we all want to forget about Jim. The, the, the fashion, 2000s. Shout out to you now. Technology. All right, let's play a minute to win it. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. All right, North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, if you don't know, I will let you know. It is the official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. Whether you're going to eat dine-in in Verona, in DeForest, in Madison, you're going to have a great family experience. If you want to take it home, it carries home well, and you can have a nice family experience at home. Uh, whether it's uh, you want to do Krabby uh, Tuesdays, you want to do Shrimptastic Thursday, you want to get some fried trick uh, beer can chicken on Sunday at the one in Verona, it's fantastic. And you can have it delivered as well. They also cater. So for whatever it is you're looking for, for barbecue or seafood, North and South Seafood and Smokehouse is the spot I recommend. All right. All right, so, Jim, you better believe that in today's Minute to Win It. Given our first topic, I thought about looking up oldest ancient civil- ancient civilizations of all time. Right yeah, no, no, I'm getting it. We're getting there. But found that you guys wouldn't have known any of them. So I'm sticking with sports for this one, Jim. Thanks, thanks. Um, we're going to go with ESPN's total QBR through the first week of the 2023 season. So top 10 quarterbacks based off their week one performance and ESPN's total QBR stats. So, Jim... Are you ready? I am ready. No. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, uh, he's number two. All right. Jordan Love. Jordan Love was number six on the list. Tua. Tua was number three on the list. All righty. So QBR. So he did have. uh, What about Herbert? Herbert is. Nope. Just off the list. Number 15, actually. Oh. Wrong sound effect. He All was right. not in the top ten. Okay, so trying to think who else had some big games. I don't think Richardson would have gotten there. What other some big? What about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is not on this list either. All right, got two wrong. You can only get one more. Yeah, man, this one's tough because uh, I do think there's some quarterbacks that just didn't do it. So Geno Smith did not do. It. Oh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's number one on the list. Okay. Really easy in that offense. Yeah. So what about Jared Goff. Jared Goff. He's just off the list. Okay. Jim. He's number 12. So what did I get? Four? You got four. Yep. You got uh, Purdy, Stafford, Tua, and Jordan Love. All you right. Got here. Let's bring Matt in. Six. Let's bring Matt in here. Matt, we're going to keep it tight. We're a little bit over here. So uh, I'll actually set you up for it. It is the quarterback to the top QBR from last week. Turn your microphone on. Got it. Yes. All right. I think I got this. Get it rolling. All right, Matt. Here you go. Um, Tua. 
Tua, yep, he's number two, number three on the list. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, number six on the list. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, also not on the list. What? Wait. No, wow. he's number seven. Excuse okay, me. I was, I was like, reading wow. it wrong. Reading is hard. Um, let's see. Who'd Seattle play? The Rams? That's they it. did play the Rams. Let's, is Stafford starting? Does Stafford start? Let's he go did. Stafford. And he was number two on the list. Nice. Got um, four. Let's see. Who else? Kirk Cousins didn't do great. Maybe I don't, uh, Baker? Baker Mayfield, not on the list. Okay, he was number okay. 13 Fair. in week one. Um, Anthony Richardson. Also not on the oh, list. Oh, man. I thought that rookie might have done it. In fact, not even in the top 20. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was number four on the list. Derek Carr. Derek Carr was number 11 on the list, ah. Matt. You just missed. You well, got one more than me. Oh, both of you got three wrong. Yeah, yeah, we both got we both got three wrong. I actually am disappointed in you because you're Mr. Fantasy Nerd, so you should know all these things. I mean, I felt like I should have done better than I did. You missed Brock Purdy. Oh, shoot. Yeah, he had a game. It's an easy I, one to miss. I, I had, didn't have Brock Purdy. I had Stafford, Love, Tua, and Purdy. And um, so let's give us the other ones. Because you had uh, Dak, who I did not have. And Jimmy G. And Jimmy yeah, G. Dak and Jimmy have. G. Dak was seven. Jimmy G was four. So then Russell Wilson, actually, number five in okay. total QBR. So okay. take take of that what you will. And then Patrick Mahomes was number eight. All the drops. Oh, yeah. I, I picked the wrong guy. I said golf from that game. I guess I should have just focused on, you know, Mahomes yeah. still played well. Yeah. Mahomes is still Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, and then number nine was Deshaun Watson with the Browns. Uh, I'm just not going to say Deshaun Watson. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Don't. Don't take have the a problem with yeah, that yeah. at all. Uh, and then number ten was Trevor Lawrence. Jaguars. Oh, Lawrence, that's a miss. That's a that's a big miss. Yeah, so, I feel like we could have done a lot better there. That's all right. QBR is tricky because it's not you know the normal yeah. rating as well. Uh, Dan, our friend from Cinnamon, chimes in. With all due respect, does not mean you can say whatever you want. So that's a phrase that <laughs> uh, bothers him. As <laughs> Well, well, then what am I supposed to say when I want to say whatever I want? <laughs> with all due respect, Matt Hamilton. I want to tell you about how great Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb is. Since Dan just chimed in, I drive my big blue truck from Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. I'm off the show on Friday because I'm going to take that big camper I have, and my truck from Simden Chevy is going to join me as we go up to Devil's Lake. But that's the great thing. I can use the truck to get to work every day. I can also do the hauling that I need to do, and I can you know take things to the dump, pick up some wood. Whatever it is that I need to do with the truck, I can get done. And I had a great buying experience at Simon Chevy in Mount Horeb. If you're in the market for a new Silverado or Colorado or new to you Silverado or Colorado, I recommend Simon Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience. Say hi to Dan and Aaron over there. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.